Hello and welcome to a special episode of Profiles in Risk. Uh, today we have uh, David Fontaine, CEO of Foresight, who we've had on the podcast before. Uh, and today is is a bit of a of a different episode, a bit of a shorter episode, and, and, a, and a bit of a different episode, as we are recording Wednesday, October twelfth, uh, and this one will go live really quickly. Uh, so David, thank you for joining today. And basically, uh, for for the listeners, what we're doing today is a candid conversation with, with with David about some changes that have recently happened at Foresight that have been in in the trade news. So David, the floor is yours. Yeah, hey Tony, great to be here. Um, thanks for thanks for having me. On the news recently, we we heard about a a downsizing at 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 Foresight, a significant size, and, and it was. At the beginning, reported to be bigger than it really was, and it created some confusion in in, in the market. Um, so, so why the recal the recalibration at, at Foresight? Yeah, great question, uh, Tony. And you know, as a technology enabled insurer, you know, we always need to seek ways to, to improve our efficiency and our ability to serve brokers, our customers, and the worker comp market as a whole. So to accomplish this, we announced some changes in the business um, that reflect uh, that you know reflect changes in our underwriting process where we're streamlining our distribution model. Really, um, you know, some examples of this: the, the biggest changes we made are a move to a single point of contact for our brokers and clients um, that reduces handoffs and referrals. So previously, we had multiple different ways that brokers and clients could interface with uh, Foresight and as part of you know a, a, an ongoing endeavor to, to streamline things and be as, be as efficient as we can be, we've consult we consolidated both our business development team and our underwriting team into more of a business development underwriting team. Um, we're calling them uh, production underwriting team is is the name for it, and they're going to be they they're going to serve as a single point of contact for everyone, brokers and clients moving forward. Uh, which is streamlining a lot of the interaction, as you can imagine here at Foresight, as we as we continue to grow rapidly. Um, the other big change is the we rolled out the second phase of our underwriting and quoting platform, which allows for expedited turnaround of uh, quotes from brokers. Um, pre pre previously, we were turning quotes around. Still, I would say, still uh, in the sort of best. I would say some of the top turnaround times in the market, but you know, we're obviously always looking to get fast as fast as we can and leverage technology. And the way that we were processing uh, things previously, we were acquiring, it required a, a little bit of manual input. Um, and that required some headcount. You know, we had a, 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 we had a, a whole administration team on the underwriting side that was helping, assisting in that, in that process. Uh, with this new phase of technology, which we've just launched this month on 10.1, uh, we are able to now process quotes with less with less manual handling, um, and I'm a lot more streamlined. And this is actually a first for the middle market. You know, all digitized quoting with with predictive uh, you know indications has been in the SMB space for some time, uh, and that's generally I would say that's the that's that market. It'd have been easier lift to accomplish that from a technology standpoint when you think about a small business. It's a, it's fairly simple to quote when you compare it to a middle market company in you know one of the you know you know has a class code seven or something that's a bit more technical to underwrite like where we operate. 
And so, um, you know, it is certainly for us, it's, it's the first to, to bring this technology in terms of streamlining quoting for the middle market. Um, but what unfortunately what happened in, as a result of that, it required us to have less headcount and less people manually processing things. So that, that contributed to part of the um, layoffs that we, we made um, last week. So that was, that was an unfortunate, you know, uh, result and that uh, sort of byproduct of releasing that technology. Um, but for, for foresight in terms of, you know, what we're doing moving forward, really we're, we're looking we, for us to be a true technology enabled insurance company. We have to leverage technology to be as efficient as we can at every, you know, every point in the business. Um, and so to, it should set us up for 2023 to be a lot more streamlined and um, a lot more, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of great things to come. Okay, I, I like a lot of what you said. Uh, the single point of contact, that is customer service-wise, absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I've always been a fan of the production underwriting model. It, it, it has its things that are, that are tricky because you're asking an underwriter to, to, to both be analytical and salesy, uh, but it, it, it's the direction the industry is going in and it does make a lot of sense. Um, the, the, the new... Uh, platform sounds very exciting and and, and especially the the, the uh, a completely digital quoting for for middle market uh, that yeah that's that's very cool middle market historically has required uh, weeks right uh, days if, if you're lucky and 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 you're the the biggest broker that that, that this underwriter is working with uh, but usually weeks so that, so that's great. Um, yeah, we, we effectively, you know, we were turning things around in, in five days, you know, average was five, three to five days prior. Now we're hoping to get things sub three days with this new technology in place. Um, so I think we're excited, you know, 2023 should, we're gearing up for, for a massive 2023 in the back of these improvements. Okay. Um, so uh, since, since this re recalibration did lead to, 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 to some people being affected, some downsizings, uh, but more because of, of of a change of the required skill sets um is is foresight hiring yeah so you know it as you know being so close to the talent in the recruitment world uh it's it's such a difficult decision and so it's difficult for everybody involved and you know we made the decision to reduce 40 roles um at the company and it was not done lightly. It was done, you know, on the back of lots of painstaking planning and trying to figure out if, if we can reskill people and, and put them in different areas of the business. But for us being, you know, we're, we're a high growth company. And if you compare us, compare it, we're, we're a lot smaller if you compare us to, you know, an insurance incumbent that we compete against. Um, and so, you know, we have to, we have to really pick our, pick our strengths and our battles wisely um and that, so that decision of of downsizing wasn't you know was was a lot of care was taken into that and a lot of a lot of preparation um so you know it's it's hard to you know we, we offered a lot of support and transition services to everyone that was impacted um so it hasn't been easy to say goodbye to those colleagues um but if for us to pursue this streamlined service model, um, it's it it it's it 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 requires fewer people, unfortunately. Um, and so, as we 
I would say that, you know, to answer your question, there was the, the headcount reduction was largely associated with, with this recalibration that, you know, in terms of delivering, continue to deliver technology to prove efficiency and looking to, to consolidate things to make things more streamlined for our brokers. Um, so, you know, it did require a lot of planning and it, it, it really, it's tough to do, uh, unfortunately. And, um, but we, we did everything here at Foresight to make sure that those people um, are looked after and, you know, we provide as much transition services and care as we can. Okay. And, and uh, for any uh, affected who are listening or any affected by any of the other recent downsizings at, at, at other insurance, we've had quite a few this year. Um, we're here to help. Grab time and chat with Tony.com. Um, and uh, the, 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 the insure tech talent market right now is, is interesting. It's kind of bimodal. Uh, some are downsizing, uh, whether it's to, to, to extend runway or, 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 or because they need a different skill set than they, than they had as the program matures, but many are hiring. So, so there's a lot of work. Uh, so please do reach out uh, and, and, and uh, let's, 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 let's find you the, the, the right next, next role. Um, hold on. Let me, let me get back to it. Okay. Uh, uh, so both you and I were, were just at, at ITC. Uh, there's been many, many people have posted, uh, you know, their, their impressions from ITC. So, so I'm curious about your impressions coming back from, from ITC. Uh, what's your tech, your, your take on the health of, of the insure tech market? Uh, and especially when it comes to, to, to the investors, because it definitely seems like it's gotten a lot harder uh, than a year ago to, to, to raise money for an insure tech. Yeah, I would say first off, it was awesome to see so many people at ITC. Like it felt like it was truly back from post-COVID. Um, and it actually reminded me a lot of ITC going back 2018, 2017, when things were in full swing. So it was just awesome to see so many familiar faces, yours included. Obviously can't, can't miss the top hat there at ITC. Um, fantastic. You know, it's one of those awesome, uh, awesome things to spot in the crowd. Uh, but yeah, it was it was great to see a lot of people back back in action. Uh, we actually had a lot of positive calls with a lot of a lot of you know high level investors. Um, I feel like there's still there's certainly still interest in the insure tech space, um, and it, you know in in terms of investment, it, I think it's just become more refined. Like the the old the old model where it was basically growth growth at all costs that a lot of the early insure techs were pursuing backed by you know massive amounts of capital, I don't think it's sustainable anymore. Um, and so I think investors have become a lot more astute and really understanding that insurance companies are valuable when they make money and they're profitable and they've got things like a, you know, the com a low combined ratio. Um, and I think the true, the true value of insure tech and the true nature of insure tech, which we'll see moving ahead will be companies, insurance companies which use technology to achieve this, to become more profitable than an than incumbent, to, to have a lower loss ratio than an incumbent. Um, if you're if you're able to do that and make a better insurance company that's just, you know, not a better marketing machine, but actually impact the key drivers, the key metrics that make a good insurance company, you're gonna get investor interest. You're gonna drive value because what you're making is inherently valuable. Um, insurance companies always will be and have been. Um, 
you know valuable uh, valuable items they've been they've been you know uh, uh, they've been very um there's a reason why warren buffett loves insurance right and always has they're incredibly valuable and they've got long lasting power and so you know i, I guess the method like to, to speak to the investment piece and if you're a founder right now if you're you know the, if you're you're starting an insure tech or maybe you've just started one um i wouldn't say stop what you're doing because investors aren't interested they're super, they're super interested. It's just, are you, are you, are you creating value in the right way uh, in line with how the market's changing? So um, we saw, you know, and we feel we are at Foresight, everything we, we're doing with that technology from day one hasn't been to create a better marketing mousetrap. It's been to, to improve the quality of the risks that we underwrite and help companies lower their loss ratios and reduce claims. Um, and thereby, you know, for us, um, preventing workers getting injured. And so uh, we feel that that that's, our model, we feel is more future facing in terms of using technology to create a better outcome for everybody um, and and create a better insurance company. Perfect, uh, makes makes perfect sense, and I, I agree completely. the the uh, the, uh, the the model of hey money and reinsurance are both cheap. And investors are looking at us as technology companies with with uh, lots of growth. That a few of the, of the early uh, insurtechs that IPO took uh, doesn't make that much sense, and and especially now with money not being as cheap as it used to be, and and with reinsurance being harder to get. Uh, but I agree with you completely. Uh, the Warren Buffett model makes sense. Uh, Long term uh, creation of of value for both the the uh, client and the investor, all while while treating the employee well. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a winning combination that the industry will continue to have. So, uh, yeah, agreed, agreed. I think, and it, you know, I think with a lot of those first wave of insure techs, it was a lot of it was like trying to take an insurance business and turn it into a SaaS business. And you, you're taking a, a round peg and you're trying to fit it in a square hole. Um, you know, and it, it's argue, you know, you can make some comparisons there in terms of growth rate and, you know, ARR and things like that, but, um, cost of acquisition, like things that you can make compar comparisons, but at the end of the day, an insurance company is an insurance company. You're either taking risk or you're not. Um, and if you are taking risks, then you really have to be doing something to, to impact the loss ratio. Um, otherwise, your, 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 your outcome is going to be just the same as any incumbent out there. So um, I think that moving, you know, looking to the future, Companies that, and and we've seen this in the in the you know in the stock market, you know there's companies out there, small cap, mid cap insurance companies, low combined ratios, high high growth, like I wouldn't say high growth rates, but good growth, and the value of the, you know the market caps just keep increasing, um, even over the even post the downturn, and that just show it just just shows you that the the market values, um, good you know a good insurance company. Excellent. Uh Thank you for, for joining me today for, for this update. Uh, look forward to see you guys continue to grow. And and again, for, for those affected, whether at this or at any other of, of the downsizes we've seen in, in InsureTech in the last few months, reach out. There is a ton of work uh, in our industry. It's just a matter of finding you the right place that needs, that needs you next. So uh, thank you very much for your time, David. Thanks, buddy.